0: It is crossover Thursday here on the locked on network. I am Kyle Krabs of locked on dolphins, joined by Mike Debate of locked on Patriots. Sunday night football, dolphins and Patriots with an AFC East clash. And we welcome all of you into this crossover Thursday. You can find our shows here on the locked on network on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. A shout out to every day, every every day, or here on the locked on network who does keep it locked in with us because we don't just say it, we live it. It is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Mike, it's been a while. We, of course, did the intro, the AFC East series together with the rest of the AFC East guys. How are you?
1: i'm doing well um it uh it's always fun doing the locked on patriots locked on dolphins crossovers uh, these are two fan bases with a large history uh with uh, a lot of uh, respect but uh, also a lot of uh, fun-loving animosity so definitely looking forward to this one without question Kyle.
0: yeah it's been a uh a healthy rivalry uh <laughs> by all means of course from depending on how you're declaring success New England certainly had the edge as of late as far as big picture success, although the scales the last couple of years had made a little bit more interesting as New England has transitioned and is looking to uh, fortify another transition with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. You guys did the thank you for Tom Brady at halftime of the season opener against Philadelphia. I'm curious, is one of those the big story with New England right now? Is there another big story? Like what's the buzz right now around the Pats?
1: Yeah, I think right now with the Pats, it's all about returning to offensive respectability. I think that really was what everyone was waiting to see, the Bill O'Brien effect on this offense here in New England. And quite honestly, the effect has been relatively positive. Uh, It sounds a little strange coming from someone that covers a team that now is 0-1 and lost a tough game to the Philadelphia Eagles 25-20 last Sunday, but one of the things that the Patriots did well once they got a little bit of those opening game jitters out of their system was essentially move the ball well, and they had a little bit more command in the red zone. Mac Jones has looked more comfortable in Bill O'Brien's offense. There were some sputters early, some sputters late, and things that will need to be cleaned up in order for them to remain competitive in this game that we're covering and talking about here today. But something that the Patriots definitely wanted to see was a little bit more from their run game. I think they will try to utilize their run game a little bit more this week. I'm sure we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, But the reemergence of that 12 personnel, that two tight end set that the New England Patriots wanted to always employ when they had Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry here, for whatever reason, that just was not the proper fit. Mike Gusecki looking like a pretty good fit in New England so far, but the re-emergence of Hunter Henry as a true force in this offense is something that the Patriots love to see. And on the receiving end of all of this, you definitely look at Kendrick Bourne leading the way with receivers. That's something that I think the New England Patriots are happy to see. And all of that behind an offensive line that has shown better technique, better preparedness, and also, I think, greater toughness this year than they did last season. There are still some question marks. You've got guys banged up. Trent Brown did not practice on Wednesday. The time we're recording this, we're not sure why he was missed uh, from practice. So these are all things that the New England Patriots need to add up, but it all moves into a direction that shows that this offense is ready to take that next step, whether it be this week or beyond they're definitely showing more promise than what we saw 1 year ago in New England. I guess
0: just a quick follow up there is I, I was surprised to see both guards scratched and I know mm. uh, and when you had ankle surgery in the off season yes. and then Cole Strange had a knee injury during training camp that was kind of on again off again was was that a surprise to the Pats? Uh, do you think that, that both of those guys ended up not dressing? I believe you guys started a couple guards there or rookie guards there in their place
1: yeah absolutely uh i think cole strange is showing signs of being able to move forward mike wenu is definitely showing signs of being able to move forward but these are two guys right now that you have to be very careful with uh with the ankle injury cole strange with the knee injury that he suffered during training camp these are things that are concerns and now with trent brown not practicing You're possibly looking at three starters either being banged up or not playing on Sunday, which could be a disastrous situation for the New England Patriots. They got solid contributions from their rookies, but again, uh, there were early problems. There were early issues. Mac Jones, obviously not well protected on the pick six, not well protected, or I should say the entire offense was not well protected on the Ezekiel Elliott fumble early on, and then three straight three and outs. Patriots were able to settle down and get some protection after that, but that's a major concern if you have to go into this game with additional rookies or inexperienced players taking these snaps. Pats need one at least one of those starters in the lineup for Sunday's game.
0: Oh and you mentioned wanting to get more from the running game. The big story around the Dolphins right now is two hundred and thirty something rushing yards given to the Los Angeles Chargers. And a lot of Dolphins fans have questions saying, well, wait a minute, hold on now. All we heard all offseason was how great Vic Fangio is, and uh, the Dolphins' rushing a uh, rushing defense uh, really left a lot to be desired and Mike McDaniel during his Wednesday press availability uh, kind of said he he felt as though upon the review of the tape that he felt like there were some individuals who were pressing a little bit, trying to make plays individually of the scheme. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some some learning lessons to be had there. And and for Miami, uh, against a team like New England, who historically has run the ball well, they have offensive line talent at their disposal, and you certainly trust their ability to develop offensive linemen based on the long track record. I know Coach Skarniecki has been gone a few years, but you think about the New England Patriots and the strengths of this roster, you would expect the discussion to include running the ball and, and the running backs with Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. So I I think that is for Dolphins fans as they're looking at the Patriots. You're seeing what went well, offense against the Chargers, and what didn't go well was run defense. And and you're kind of eager to see is the stoppable force or movable object you're going to give in week two (laughs) as it pertains to New England's rushing attack, underwhelmed. Miami's rushing defense, greatly underwhelmed. And uh, the, the, certainly the scheme change was something that you heard a couple players, including Javon Holland allude to after the game, right. uh, saying, you know, that this, this is going to be a work in progress that you, you stack towards and develop and, and get better at and have a better understanding of, but the dolphins can't afford to have the same level of busted assignments in the front as they, they had against the chargers. Because if they do, that's a first class ticket to explosive runs, flipping the field, losing time of possession, risking getting worn down late in the game. And all of those things are things that Miami would certainly like to avoid after their defense took 80 snaps on Sunday against the Chargers in week one. We're going to start talking about matchups to watch here next on this crossover Thursday. So keep it locked in with us and uh, we will be right back. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind to know that you're not just hoping you will have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught up unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using code LOCKED ON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J A S E medical.com. Promo code LOCKED ON. Okay, Mike, your home team. I'll kick it to you. Matchup you're <laughs> looking forward to here week two Dolphins Patriots.
1: Well, I don't know if any Patriots fan would be able to answer this with any type of straight face if they didn't say that it would be how the Patriots secondary or how the Patriots defense in Ernst is going to be able to contain Tyreek Hill after a 215-yard performance against the Los Angeles Chargers last week. Look, bottom line, this is going to be a very, very difficult move for the New England Patriots. This traditionally, what the Patriots have done well against Aloha, and of course, against the, uh, the the Dolphins in general, is play single high coverage. The problem is, is that that is something that the New England Patriots are not going to be able to do effectively. As has has essentially been excellent against single high coverage. So, in that regard, what do you do if you're the Patriots and you want to try to take away Tyree Kill? Well, in the past, what they've done is they've had Jonathan Jones remain the prominent factor or the prominent defender against him. And they've had Devin McCourty come over and help him out on occasion. Devin McCourty is no longer in New England. So that would probably leave Jonathan Jones being Tyreek Hill's main shadow. In the problem is, is last year when when the Patriots played these guys, or the Patriots played the Dolphins in week one last year, Hill won those battles more often than not against Jonathan Jones one-on-one. So what did the Patriots do in week 17 to try to combat that a little bit? They went more with split safeties, and they often did that to try to contain Hill albeit Teddy Bridgewater and Thompson were the quarterbacks that they're dealing with, not Tua. But at this point, I would expect the New England Patriots to do more of the same. So if they're going to use their safeties to their advantage, I think they're going to open up the whole arsenal. I think they're going to open up guys like Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers. It wouldn't shock me to see Adrian Phillips get involved. He talked about winning your battles early. Uh, These are all things that the Patriots are going to have to do. But Jonathan Jones will be the primary force on him. It's going to be interesting to see if New England can contain because right now Hill is playing at such a high level and Mike McDaniel has been so good at being able to scheme him open. It's hard to envision a scenario where he's not able to do the same on Sunday. So it's going to be a challenge for the Patriots, but that's the matchup I'm looking forward to more so than anything else. Jonathan Jones and using a split safety combination against Tyreek Hill, trying to see if that can slow him down. And I wish good luck to the Patriots in their efforts.
0: So, I'm glad you went there because I I look at what new England has defensively. And obviously the versatility of the safeties is, is through the moon, like super valuable, especially in against a defense like this. My question for you is how do you anticipate new England will try to space the middle of the field if they're going to play too high coverages? Because I know like Jawan Bentley and Jelani Tavai are big bodied guys and Tua throws those alleys in zone coverage pretty effectively. Do you expect to see three safeties simultaneously and have one of those guys living as like a middle of the field to the passing strength to, to try and put a little bit more athleticism there? Or do you expect new England to kind of embrace, look, we're going to have our six in the box and it's these guys. And we have to be able to communicate and pass stuff off effectively with the rest of the effectively a nickel defense.
1: I think they could go either way. I think you're going to see more three safety looks just by what I'm seeing from the New England Patriots and what we're hearing from what this team has been doing well in training camp in preseason and and try to play their strengths. And they have a couple of guys that can do it. I mentioned Adrian Phillips earlier on. He is someone that can play up to the line of scrimmage and play that hybrid star position, that linebacker type of safety that really i think roams throughout the field the other wild card here even though he's a rookie the patriots have shown a lot of faith in their rookies up until this point and i'm sure we'll get to one in just a minute but the other guy that i want to mention right now is martin mapu he is got he is someone that can play a definite uh you know linebacker he is listed as a linebacker on the patriots depth chart but you take that off and he has played a good amount of safety so far in mini camp in training camp really into the preseason when he got healthy enough to do it. So I think the Patriots are gonna roll their dice and take their chances here with the athleticism. But it wouldn't shock me to see them drop back and say, you know what, we're gonna get our six in the box. And that's something that I think that the Patriots may look to if they want if they're not sure about how the safeties are going to be able to cover. But my guess is I think you'll see a lot more three safety looks this week.
0: The other matchup when Miami has the ball that I'm looking forward to is the pass rush group of Judon and uche and keon white who's flashed quite a bit at least from what i've seen from afar with his physical potential you know long arms explosive really big twitchy body thought he was impressive in the preseason as far as his reactive athleticism on the edge uh uh, against austin jackson at right tackle and i don't think you'll see teron armstead this week he was practicing on wednesday Mm -hmm. mike mcdaniel said he's going to practice today we're going to let it Simmer, and we're going to evaluate on Thursday what he looks like on Wednesday during practice. So, Tehran did practice on Wednesday, but it was in a red non contact jersey. And I get the impression, just based off how well Kendall Lamb played against the Chargers as the swing tackle, that they don't feel pressure to play him. And, you know, Miami made some schematic adjustments against the Chargers, they really cut down on their play action passing. Uh, they, they cut it by about 50% versus what an average game in 2022 looked like. And when they did not play action pass, Tua got the ball out in about 2.3 seconds on average. So if, if you're going to mitigate questions with the pass protection, really embracing the quick game and understanding with the speed of the receivers that we have, we don't have to get compressed into a box and still be able to throw the ball quickly like other teams may face challenges with I think they're more willing to do that. So how well can Judon and Uche, who's more explosive, Josh Uche is more explosive than either of the two edge rushers that the Dolphins faced last week. So if you're getting into third and seven, third and 10, third and 12, Uche being out there, I think he's a really critical player for the Dolphins to have answers for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I believe that Uche will definitely play a big role in this game because naturally, I mean, the guys are going to be gravitated toward Matthew Judon and for good reason, but other guys to watch in that realm as well. And you mentioned Keon White. Keon White is someone with a tenacious motor and they're going to continue to deploy him in that fashion. Both he and Dietrich Wise Jr. are a very good one-two combination on that edge. So definitely look for that. If you're the uh, the Miami Dolphins, because I think the Patriots are going to try to use all of their speed and strength at that level to try to make things difficult on Tua, because you saw what he's able to do against single high covers. Patriots would be um, uh, very uh, pedestrian to attempt that again this week, and I don't think Bill Belichick is going to attempt it.
0: So when New England has the ball, we've kind of already talked about the offensive line and and the talent that may or may not be available. I certainly think that's a massive storyline and matchup for the Dolphins defense because quite frankly, I thought the Chargers defensive line or excuse me, the Chargers offensive line had success. Uh, You don't rush for 230 plus yards by not moving guys around. So I think there was some error with the Dolphins group, but I do think the Chargers with Corey Lindsley healthy and Ray Sean Slater healthy and Zion Johnson is a second year player who showed growth and Trey Pipkins didn't play in the game last year against the dolphins either. So there there was like three guys that were hundred percent that you either didn't see or saw a shell of last year when these two teams played, they had success moving Miami up front. So who's available for new England, I think is, is a big matchup for me as far as are they guys that are either rookies and will play above their experience level, which I think they would need to in order to feel like you'd win the one-on-one matchups with Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, mm-hmm. uh, or, or if the vets are good to go, what do they look like? So I, I think that for me is where I'm really going to be dialed in. It's the Dolphins, especially the interior core four of the two stack linebackers and the, the interior defensive linemen is where I'll really be keyed in on this matchup.
1: Yeah, without any question, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, because if you're a Patriots fan on that level, that's what you're looking to see. You're looking to see guys like Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott get on track. We didn't quite see enough of that against the Eagles, and the Eagles did a very good job of containing the running game and keeping the Patriots from getting that type of traction that they needed to free up a lot in their passing game. It took the Patriots a lot to get into rhythm, and if Miami can do that effectively and limit Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott early, they're going to have probably similar success to what uh, um Philadelphia had if you're the Patriots, you definitely want to test that front seven because, like you said to open the show, Kyle, Vic Fangio was not happy with the effort that was put out on Sunday against the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. You want to see more from the linebackers in Jerome Baker and David Long. Raquan Davis mans the middle in that 3-4 set, so you want to see a little bit more aggression and their ability to be able to contain the run because so much of what New England does offensively is predicated on using the run to set up play action to allow mac jones to be able to hit his targets get comfort and be able to utilize his abilities to lead his receivers under the defense put it where the receiver can get it and then get yards after the catch that's really mac Jones's mo and where he's at his best and at his most comfortable That's going to be easier said than done if they're not getting the protection up front. So I completely agree. It really is going to be all about who is along that offensive line to provide pass protection and most importantly, to provide run protection. Antonio Mafia and City So did it adequately on Sunday, but they're going to need a better effort because that Miami offense is going to be ready to put points on the board. Patriots are going to have to try to either match it or keep it close somehow.
0: Keys to victory is coming up next here on this crossover Thursday. Stick with us. We're going to talk about what the key is for each side and how we think this game's going to turn out. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, because it's not you versus me and Mike and thousands of other people and sharps and sharks and pros. Instead, it's you against the numbers. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I have had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Select two to six players, more or less their projected stats. Place your entry. It is super easy. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports done right. Okay, Mike, uh, keys to victory. We've kind of alluded to a couple. I'd be curious you could pick one for new England. They got to do this. Is it Tyree kill? Is it win the line of scrimmage offensively? Is it something else? What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, conventional wisdom once again, would tell you Tyree killed containing him depending on the amount of, and really I don't think that's a shock. There's, considering the amount of time I spent talking on that, but I would say controlling the line of scrimmage is really key. That, to me, is what the New England Patriots are going to be able to either hang their hat on or hang a loss on in this game. One of the things that the Patriots did adequately on Sunday against the Eagles, but we need to see more of it, is converting on third down and clutch situations. They had too many of those gotta-have-it moments that Mac Jones or the offense were not able to convert And if that's the case on Sunday, this Miami offense is really going to make them pay for it by bringing that unit back out on the field and keeping that defense off the field. If I'm the New England Patriots, it's winning the battles at the line, both offensively and defensively, because one thing that you want to do with a high-powered, high-octane offense like the one that the Miami Dolphins employ It's keep them off the field as long as possible. You do that with solid protection on the defensive line up front, but you also do it with offense as well. You need to make sure that this team is moving the ball, getting first downs, and sustaining long drives. If they can do that, I think the Patriots have a puncher's chance in this one. If they don't, it's going to be a very, very long evening into the night in Foxborough.
0: Uh, in case in point, uh, New England between third and fourth downs was six of 19 against Philadelphia. So uh, I think that's a great place to start. My my talking point is uh, two-pronged, one of which is winning first and 10 for the Dolphins defense. So it falls right in line with that line of scrimmage uh, situation because the Chargers were able to get in so many second and third and shorts that they could consistently run the football And Jalen Phillips, Dolphins pass rusher, said after the game, we didn't earn the right to consistently rush the passer on third downs because they didn't do a good enough job in the early downs. So uh, if New England is going to continue to not have success on third and fourth down, Miami has to win on first down, and they very rarely did it. And the other one that I would have, it's it's one of the low-hanging fruits of winning any football game, but the Dolphins turned the ball over twice in the red zone against the Chargers. Can't happen. We can't have a must-snap. That the Chargers jump on, and we can't throw up a 50 50 ball, regardless of whether JC Jackson extended into the back of Braxton Barrios for what could have been argued defensive pass interference or not. At the end of the day, you lost the turnover battle against the Chargers two to nothing. You do that against Bill Belichick, and typically he's going to make you pay for it. So, ball security, offensively and defensively, winning first down, I think are the critical elements for Miami that they got to do better at than what they did last week against the Chargers.
1: Absolutely. And I completely 100% agree with you. And like I said, these matchups always end up determining the outcome of this game. And I don't think you're going to see anything different this week. I really think this one might come down to the wire because of the Patriots energy of playing at home. But this Miami team is coming in playing at a very high level. And I look forward to a better a defensive performance from them than we saw against the Chargers. That's indeed the case. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for the Pats.
0: Yeah. So if we were to throw a quick prediction out here to get us out of here, I'll, I'll go first as the road team. And I'll let you drop the the microphone at the end here. (laughs) Um, I I think it's a one score game. I do. I I know it's very easy and low hanging fruit to look at uh, the wide receivers of New England and Kendrick Bourne getting 11 targets and Dolphins fans looking from afar and saying, Oh, we remember that guy who was in Belichick's doghouse last year. If he's the leading receiver, we got the guys in the secondary to cover it and the running game didn't get going. This team's going to be right to play Miami. I I am very confident of that. I think they'll run the ball with success. Uh, I, I do think Miami with their offensive firepower, if you were to just look at like top end talent, Uh, I think if you pick the best five players on each roster, I think that's where Miami has a little bit of an edge uh, that can potentially transcend the coaching because it's Jimmy's and Joe's versus X's and O's. And a lot of times, if you have enough of the Jimmy's and Joe's, you can draw it up on the chalkboard, right? But the talent can kind of give you an edge. So I would go Miami 26-21 would be my final score prediction for this contest against New England.
1: Yeah, and I think you're uh, make a lot of good points. And look, bottom line, I know I'm probably going with a little bit of um, maybe a little bit of Homer uh, enthusiasm here, it. but uh, the New England Patriots very seldom dropped two in a row uh, when they've shown enough promise to be able to hang with a very, very formidable opponent. They did that on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. For all of the talk of moral victories and all that and good losses and things of that nature, all that goes out the window when Bill Belichick goes into the planning room. And I think he sees the opportunity, like you said, Kyle, to run the ball effectively. And if New England Patriots can do that, they're very good at being able to keep teams on their heels. The key, again, is going to be keeping Miami's offense off the field long enough for Mac Jones and his offense to be able to make things happen. On defense, if the Patriots want to try to shut down or at least marginally disrupt this offense, I think, once again, you're going to see Jonathan Jones draw the coverage on Tyreek Hill. Christian Gonzalez, the rookie, is probably going to draw Jalen Waddell, and that's going to be, I think, an opportunity for the three safeties to be able to try to take away the middle of the field and allow that front seven to be able to do what they need to do, and that's shore up the run and stop the uh, Dolphins from getting on track right at the line. The Patriots can do that. I like their chances on throwback Sunday night football where the Patriots are going to be wearing Pat Patriot and those red throwbacks and the white helmets. I think they take this one, and I think they take this one by a razor-thin margin. I like them 24-21 in New England on Sunday
0: going to be a good game. So make sure you're uh, in front of your couch, plugged in and ready to go on Sunday night football. And then after the game, check out Locked On Dolphins and Locked On Patriots for your reactions from the post game, whether you're a Patriots fan or a Dolphins fan. We appreciate you guys for checking out the show and checking out Crossover Thursday. That is going to do it for us on this Crossover Thursday. Make sure you hit subscribe on Locked On Patriots as Pat's fan, Locked On Dolphins as Dolphins fans, and keep it locked in right here on the Locked On Network because it is your team every day.